You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Welcome to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. First, I want to thank you for your response to the last episode about reclaiming agency. The feedback that I received has been nothing short of heartwarming. And as I said in the episode, it's so easy to think that you're alone when hitting life's tough places. So for the phone calls and messages that I have received, I just want to thank you for taking time to let me know that you found the topic helpful. God is so faithful to us, and he wants us to reflect his light and love and have abundant and fruitful lives. So wherever you are on your journey, just keep at it. Get the help you need, pray, and know that God loves you and is for you. Today, I am super excited to let you in on a conversation with a sister in Christ who is doing phenomenal things in the kingdom. Of note are two books by my guest. Her name is Heidi Lewis Ivy. The links for them are in the show notes, and you will definitely want to check them out. The first is called Soulful Affirmations, and Heidi is one of about 60 contributors to this anthology. There's a scripture and then encouraging words and reminders and declarations that can help you set the course for your day. The second book Heidi will share a bit about is entitled Let Me Rest a While. And who cannot use any rest, right? I'm cooking up something as a part of a series on rest, and I'll be excited to share it with you because the whole idea of resting and taking time to recharge and be restored with God's strength, it seems to be in the air right now. So this just lets me know that God is really driving home the value of making rest a normal part of our lives. Just being intentional about taking ourselves off of the hamster wheel so that we can recharge. And of course, when we are recharged, then we're able to keep up with the rigors of life in a healthy way. So stay tuned for the Rooted and Overflowing series on rest. And in the meantime, check out Let Me Rest a While by Heidi Lewis Ivy. And without any further delay, I'm going to transition us right into the conversation. Welcome to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. I am so excited for the guests that I have with me today. Our very special guest is Heidi Lewis Ivy. Heidi and I, we met through the Entrusted Women group on Facebook, led by Kia Stevens. And it's a group that brings together Christian women communicators of color. And uh, we share resources and information. And Heidi has an amazing platform. She is an award-winning and best-selling, multi-best-selling author. She's an international speaker, a prophetic minister, She has spoken on several platforms, um, including Black Woman Confidential, Zoe Ministries, Prophetic Conference, Black CEO, amongst others. If you're on Facebook, um, Heidi is also the host of The Power of Intentional Prayer. You can catch that Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8 p.m. And um, her prayers are bold, and she inspires viewers to approach God with intention. We have a very powerful sister in the Lord with us today who is going to share, um, just share her heart and share what the Lord is saying and doing in these times as we learn more about her. So Heidi, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I am glad to have you with us. We had a collaboration call and we were able to connect there. Um, Please 
please, I invite you to just share with the Rooted and Overflowing um, audience, who is Heidi? You know what? In, in spite of all of you that you just read about me, I'm just Heidi, right? I'm just Heidi. I am uh, a girl from the projects that decided that she wanted to do something more. I believe what my grandmother and my mother and my aunts told me that I could be and do anything that I wanted to be and to do. And of course, you know, life happens, mm-hmm. right? Life happens. You go through, uh, I say all the time that life is not a random series of events that just happen to us, right? As women of God, we know that our life has been already mapped out for us. God has, uh, we have been predestined. We have been foreknown. And so God knows the, the, the way that we will go. But in the midst of all of that, he has been yet good to me. Amen. He has been Amen. good to me. Well, God is so faithful. And I can see um, that he has really just um, imparted his wisdom and his strength and his boldness um, in you and um, the power that is behind your ministry. How did that come about? What led you to get to this point in your ministry? Oh boy. Uh, so when I said life happens, I really mean <laughs> life happens. <laughs> um, you know, my dad passed away when I was six years old. So I spent years with daddy issues and trust issues married somebody that I shouldn't marry, shouldn't have married, and it was abusive. And in the middle of that, God began to speak to me to give me strategy. Um, And then when he decided to leave, the Lord began to talk to me and tell me, I don't want you to be, you know, I don't want you to be sensual. I don't want you to be whatever. Um, And he taught me how to be who I am. Right. Even from mannerisms and things like that. He taught me all of that. Um, And so my pastor, my father in the Lord used to say all the time that the area of your greatest struggle is the area of your greatest anointing. And so as a child, I had always been a writer. Um, because it was the way that I expressed myself, didn't always have the words to say. And so I wrote and, um, you know, again, you know, God has been good to me, girl from the projects. I had a huge job. Um, I worked in London for five years. I was an executive for a large bank. Um, but I realized that, that I wasn't creative, The stress of that kind of a job um, is a lot, right? It was a lot. I spent more time in Europe than I did at home. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I was not creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And after I got laid off from the job, I was sitting at home in my home office. And the Lord said, pick up your journal. And I started writing again. And it just flowed out of me. And as it was flowing out of me, the Lord began to talk to me about helping women find their voice in the midst of life's chaos. And Mm -hmm. chaos can be anything. It doesn't have to be like my situation in an abusive marriage. It could be, you know what? I'm a wife. I have children and I'm trying to find time for me. I'm a career woman. And as much as I love my job, 
It just doesn't fit with where I am in my life, right? So all of those sorts of things can be chaotic. Maybe it's, you know, again, maybe I got daddy issues. Maybe I need to be delivered. Whatever life's chaos is for us, that's what the Lord began to minister to me about. Amen. Amen. You said a few things that I'd like to touch on. Mm-hmm. And the first is about being a professional woman in the corporate space and and carrying your ministry and heart for God. What was that like for you? Sometimes that's not always easy. Um, I found a lot of times that I would minister to people, but never, ever say, God told me to tell you. Okay. You know what I mean? There, there are ways that God gives you. I believe he opens up all sorts of doors for us to show forth his glory in ways that we're not being off-putting to people. Yes. Uh, because not everybody believes God, right? That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Not everybody we encounter believes God. Right. But I know for me, I prayed all the time about that job, about the people that I encountered. Because the truth is, I was the only, most of the time, the only little black girl in the room. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and I'm an American in a foreign country yeah. and I don't know their culture. So I had to lean on God. God, show me how to come in and out among them. Give me the discernment. Mm-hmm. Right. And as he did that, you know, I was able to minister to people like somebody that was on my staff um, found out that she had cancer. Mm. Right. And just ministered to her in a way that she knew it was God, Mm -hmm. but I never said God told me to tell you. Right. Because again, she was a different culture. They don't believe God that, you know, um, Hinduism was her background, Mm -hmm. but I was able to minister the word of the Lord to her. And guess what? We're friends today. That is amazing. You know, it's like, you know, for all of the hardship and, you know, and for all of the wrestling that we go through, Mm -hmm. those are the moments, you know, that, that, that help us to know, okay, God it's worth it for me to be here because, you know, because this, this person needed an oasis, Correct. you know, this, this person needed someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Now there are times though, um, where I'm talking to somebody and like, I have somebody I talk to at work quite often. We work together a lot and he shared his wife's health challenge with me. Right. And in those moments when it's just me and that person and they share things like that, mm-hmm. that I will say, you know what, do you mind if I pray for you? Right. And I don't necessarily pray right then and there, but I will say I'm praying for you. Yeah. Right. Please allow me to pray for you and to lift your wife um, mm-hmm. before God and trust God for her healing. Yes. Um, there are times my sister works for uh, cardiac ICU and she would call me yeah. quite yeah. often if there was a baby, you know, that wasn't doing well. And I can remember, you know, her telling me about a child. And I remember praying for this child. I was on the elevator at work one day. And this woman looks at me and I'm wondering why is she looking at me, right? I'm like, you know, that's a little uncomfortable. She's looking at me and I'm wondering. And she goes, and she goes, she says to me, are you related to, and she gives my sister's name. Mm -hmm. And I say, yes. And she says to me, I want to thank you so much for praying for my child. Even though the child had passed away, she said, your prayers meant so much to us. 
That is beautiful. What are some things that you are working on? What are some things that the Lord has had you to work on? I know that you are a multi best-selling author. So tell me about some of the projects that you've uh, that you have. So the first project that I have when I started really hearing the Lord talk about um, finding your voice in the midst of chaos is a project called Can I Rest a While? And that's, it won the 2018 American Fiction Award. And it's my journal, right? It's my journal. It's a, it's a, a, a collection of poems that is my life and my experiences in poetic expression. So that was Can I Rest a While? Um, and then the latest project is called Soulful Affirmations. And that was just released um, this month in April. And it's 365 days of affirmations. So it's a, I've, I wrote this with about 60 other um, co-authors. And so I have five affirmations uh, in this particular book because I get asked all the time, well, how did you do that? How were you able to do that? Um, and one of the things I tell people, you have exactly what you say. You know, your words manifest. And so if you speak negative, then that's what you receive. Right. And so and so, again, like I like I said earlier, I believe what my grandmother and my mother and my aunts told me that I could do and be anything I wanted. And so once the Lord delivered me and healed me, I had to go back to what the Lord told me I could be. Yes. You know, and so in soulful affirmations, one of the things I write about is forgiveness. Mm. We have to forgive. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, and don't get me wrong. Forgiveness is not always an easy thing to do. Right. But if we want to walk out of whatever hurt and devastation and whatever trauma we've been through, because all of us have experienced some form of hurt, betrayal, devastation, trauma. Mm -hmm. If we really want to walk out of that and be the women of God that he ordained us to be, I just felt God right there. Um, then we have to forgive. Mm -hmm. We have to, mm -hmm. and we can't say, people say to me all the time, well, I'll forgive, but I never forget. But my next question is, then have you forgiven? Right. Because God says that he will cast our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. He does not remember them. Yeah. And if we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we have that same ability to do the same thing. And I'm telling you, it's possible. And I'm telling you that you can do it. Am I telling you it's easy? No. Listen, I had to get to the place that I had to forgive my ex-husband. I had to. Yeah. Right. Because I could, I couldn't be sitting here today if I didn't forgive him. I remember sitting in a park in the middle of the winter in the snow with tears running down my face. Mm. And in the midst of it all, I said, God, forgive him. Yeah. It's the same thing Christ said, yeah. because yeah. he didn't know what he did. Yeah. And then the next words were, help me not to be bitter. Yes. yes. And I had to walk that out. I'm not telling you that I didn't get angry and all of that. But because I said those things, I was able to walk it out until it got to the point where, you know what? 
I hear his name and I don't feel some sort of way. And the Lord allows you to realize whether or not you've forgiven somebody or there's a deeper work that needs to be done. Because I actually saw him about two years ago and I didn't feel some sort of way. And it wasn't until I was almost home that I went, oh, my God, I realized that I had forgiven. Yes. And just and when you do life just opens up. That's right. That's right. What I like about this, um, Heidi, is that you invited God's help. You invited God's help to help you to do what it is that he has laid out for us to do. And mm-hmm. that's that. I love that because that that's half the battle that lets that because that just us being willing to say, Lord, I want to do what you said I need to do. You commanded us to forgive and I, I can't do it without your help. That willingness. I always um, that's something that I always think about as long as we are willing to mm-hmm. let God help us to do what seems to be impossible. He can help us do it. Because in us, we don't have the ability to do it. We just do mm-hmm. not. It's mm-hmm. not It's not part of our, our this flesh nature. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to be bitter. It's easy to be angry. It's easy. I'm going to get you back. Yes. And see, you know, this, I had a conversation recently and forgiveness and love and grace and mercy, those things people can make us feel like those things are signs of weakness but those are powerful they're powerful it's powerful because it's like you know i don't think people understand you know the amazing amount of strength that it takes it takes strength from the lord you know to not lash back you know when you know the when the world is saying you deserve to be able to you know mm-hmm. the, you know, you deserve, um, you know, to just, you know, un- not be forgiving. You deserve, you know, to to just give somebody back, you right. know, blast them back. And I'm like, you know, no, that's the weak response. There's just so much power in what it is that God wants for us to do and how he wants for his people to walk. Mm-hmm. That forgiveness, forgiveness is big. And there's so much going on in our world right now, even in society. You know, when we think about, um, you know, politically, um, from a social justice and racial standpoint, Mm -hmm. those are big issues. Those are big issues. And um, forgiveness is a part of that. Absolutely. You know, you know, it, it, it may look, you know, it, it may look different, you know, in some instances, but God's what God has laid out for how we are supposed to respond and be as believers, that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That has not changed. And it doesn't mean that we don't get involved because one of the things that I've, I've seen over the last year or so is many believers, we think that because God requires us to forgive. And as Micah says uh, in six and eight, that we, you know, love mercy do justly. I'm messing it all up. Um, I know what you mean. That doesn't mean we're passive. It doesn't mean that we can't march. It doesn't mean that we don't make our voice heard. It means Mm -hmm. that we don't show up in a way 
that everybody else shows up. So I can show up out there marching, but I can show up with the love of God in my heart. It doesn't mean that I don't get involved. As a matter of fact, we need to be involved. You know, the scripture says that we are the light of the world. Yes. So if we're not involved in what's happening, then how can we bring light to a dark place? That's right. 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 It doesn't mean Jesus was not passive by any stretch of the imagination. He was not passive. This is the same Lord that turned over tables. That's right. You know, this is the same Lord that came to the rescue of women caught in adultery. That's not passive. Passive means he didn't have, you know, he could have just let them stone her, but instead he stood up for her. That's right. Right. So, so passive, we don't have to be. That's exactly right. The fights that are out there can become so bitter. And um, there is an author and other sister friend, um, Barb Roos. She has a project that deals with race relations and it's called the Grace Project. Mm-hmm. And, and it's grace with the G kind of separated, you know, to um, just kind of shed light on, okay, we're going to be talking about race, but we've got to talk about it, you know, from the standpoint, you know, of, of grace and that, and I think what that does is just show that, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about this from God's standpoint, from the church's standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, we're not going to turn a blind eye you know, and say there isn't a problem, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a a problem, you know, but, you know, but we're going to, we're going to take it from God's standpoint and not from society's standpoint, Mm -hmm. because when we deal with, you know, what's happening in our society from God's standpoint and from his posture, that's when we'll see the real solutions. And just like you said, you know, and Jesus, he did not turn a blind eye from Mm -hmm. what's happening in society. He confronted, he stood, you know, he let his voice be Mm -hmm. heard. And and I love how you said, and he came to people's rescue. Mm -hmm. He came to unexpected people's rescue. And that is what, you know, that is, that is the, the crux of it all for me. The thing we have to get to is we have to just tell the whole truth, okay? Because we keep saying America is a Christian nation. We are not a Christian nation. Some people may not like that I just said that. We are not. And that's just the truth of the matter. We have to own our racist heritage. We have to own that. And then repent of that, right? And once we get to that understanding and we repent as a people, then society can change. Then the hearts of people, the hearts of men can be turned back to God. But as long as we're fighting and we're not owning, and I mean we, when I say we, I mean all of us, Americans, I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care what your culture is. I'm talking about we. Because if we say we're Americans, then we have to, right? We have to come to the place where we where we repent, right? Um, 
and and own it and you know own what 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 our ancestors have done right own the sin that was committed against others right and 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 repent for that and when we do that that's when the bible talks about if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray seek my face right then he says that I will hear from heaven and then I will heal the land. What's happening in our society today really um, requires us as people of God to be in tune with what the Lord is saying and doing. Absolutely. And what he requires of us has not changed. <laughs> it has not changed. Nope. <laughs> His requirement has not changed. No, no, it has not. So Heidi, in the midst of ministry and evolving and growing um, as a woman of God, um, and I know that you have a prophetic ministry, Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that the Lord has put on your heart in these days? Kind of what I've just been talking about, right? About us coming together um, and and, and repenting. Uh, The other thing that I've been ministering lately uh, on the power of intentional prayer, and it's interesting because I was listening to Dr. Sharon Nesbitt on Monday and it clicked in my spirit um, that we have to understand who God is, Right. And in order to understand who God is, we've got to go back to the beginnings. Mm -hmm. And so I picked up Exodus and I've been in Exodus 15, 16 and 17. In Exodus chapter 15, the thing that was really interesting to me, you notice that in Exodus 15, God brings the people over the Red Sea. He parts the Red Sea. They cross over uh, and they're free from the bondage of Pharaoh's uh, uh, reign, of slavery. Mm-hmm. And then there's this jubilant praise that's happening, right? Miriam picks up the tambourine and then they, and they sing this worship song and there's this jubilant praise that's happening. But when you keep reading, the next thing you recognize is out of that same mouth that all of this jubilant praise and song came murmuring and complaining. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said to me that, that we are a dichotomy, that out of one side of our mouth, we trust him, we praise him, but out of the same mouth, there comes murmuring and complaining. The scripture says, uh, uh, curses, blessings and cursings out of the same mouth. And what you realize is God speaks to Moses, right? They were complaining about water. Mm -hmm. Um, God speaks to them. He provides water, but in the midst of the provision, God provides a commandment. Listen, I need you to hearken diligently to my voice. Trust me, do everything I command you to do. And he does two things. He provides water and he provides shelter. And I said, Lord, that's interesting to me. And he allowed me to know that sometimes provision comes with requirement. I'm going to do what you asked me to do, but provision comes with requirement. I need you to trust me and I need you to be obedient to my word. 
right? And so it was interesting to me. It was also interesting to me that when we look at the, so the the Bible says that, and Moses called that place Jehovah Jireh. But it doesn't say that the Lord provided. What it says is because the Lord seen. What? Like, wait a minute, God, what you talking about? You seen. In other words, God sees our need and then he provides. Because Jireh literally means the root word is seen. So he sees and he provides. And so as a people, we have to understand that God will provide, but there, there is, there's a requirement, just like you said, God's requirement of us has not changed, right? And then we get to chapter 16. Now he's already provided water and shelter. And then here comes this blessing and cursing again. And this time it's about food. And so God provides manna. Here comes the requirement. Don't leave any overnight. Gather up all that you need for the day. Don't leave any overnight. What did they do? They left some overnight and it was spoiled and it smelled. He also says on the sixth day, collect enough for the sixth day and the seventh day, because on the seventh day is the Sabbath. So what did they do? They did not collect enough on the sixth day. And when they went out on the seventh day, there was no provision. People of God, we've got to hear God and follow his commandments. So then he says that in that same uh, chapter that he is, uh, uh, so in 15, he's Jehovah Jireh. And then he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth. And then in 16, um, um, I think he's also, uh, and then in 17, he's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God, our banner. The thing that got me when I read that yesterday is that God set up the fight. I didn't think about the murmuring and complaining part of it, right? I looked at where he says, he tells Moses to tell Joshua to take men and go out against Amalek. And they held up Moses's arms. And as long as his arms were held up, Joshua and his men were victorious. Mm -hmm. But and, and when his arms went down, Amalek was victorious. And so Joshua, uh, I'm sorry, Aaron and Ur held up Moses's arms and they were victorious. And the Lord says that he is Jehovah Nisi. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, you know what? That's interesting to me. Not because he is the Lord, our banner, our covering, but because he set up the situation. Sometimes God, I'm learning that God will set up the situation in order to show us who he is. Yes. To show us that, you know what, you don't have this. I, I got this. Yeah. Right. My bishop used to say all the time that we are in a fixed fight. So what am I saying? I'm saying to women of God, ladies, no matter what the challenge is, no matter what it looks like, what it feels like, even if it looks like you cannot win, we are in a fixed fight. Glory to God. We are in a fixed fight because he is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God, our banner. And it made me realize that as long as Moses's arms were up, this was the banner that was over them. Right. He had the rod in his hand and his arms were up. And this was the Lord's covering. And so we are covered. 
even when it looks like we can't, even when it looks like we just happened up on a battle. No, God set up that whole situation. And that's what I love about God, because he knows how to get out of us what he needs. <laughs> I, I feel like a, I feel a preach right there. So I'm going to stop right there. Well, you know, that is very true. And you can keep going if you like, because he does. He knows what it is that he's looking for in us. And he knows what situation to set up in order to get right to um, right. He, he knows how to zone right in on, you know, this is what I'm trying to, you know, deal with you about. This is what I'm trying to, you know, work through either through you or work out of you. Right. You know, this is, this is the point where I need for you to come to me and get the help that you need mm-hmm. because you need and most help. of the time is work out of us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> most of the time it's the working, working out of out. us yes. so that he can get us to the place where he can work through us. Oh, I love it. Yes. That is so true. That is so true. (laughs) I tell you when I, it's funny how you read the scripture and you don't see something the first time, the 10th time, the 20th time, the hundredth time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then to see that Jehovah Jireh, Jireh is not provide. It is seen. Okay. God, you saw, and then you provide. The thing that God taught me or and continues to teach me and probably all of us, because this walk is a daily, it's a daily journey. Yes. That faith is progressive and it's historical. Mm-hmm. So when the Lord says to us to hearken diligently to my voice, to keep my commandments. Well, we do that relationally, right? I, I, we know God by relation and by experience. We know him by relation through his word, through prayer, Mm -hmm. right? And experience by what he has done for us, Mm -hmm. right? And so faith is progressive and it's historical because if I'm here in this place and I don't understand it, I don't know how to do and is, you know, Mm -hmm. I may not, my legs may be a little wobbly in this place and I'm going, okay, God, I don't know why I'm here. Mm -hmm. What I have is memory of a faithful God that if he did it before, then he can do it again. And so I can take a deep breath and go, you know what, Lord, it may not be the same situation, Mm -hmm. but if you were faithful then, then you'll be faithful now. Mm -hmm. And I understand that that also is a faith thing, right? you, You get to that place as you experience God, as you trust him. Um. Because what I'm telling you now, I promise you, I couldn't have told you 15 years ago, right? I couldn't have told you that in 98 when the ex-husband walked out. I couldn't tell you that, but I can tell you that in 2021 because of all the way that God has brought me, helping me find whatever Heidi's voice is, was, or shall be. Mm. in the midst of all of the chaos, Mm. right? That was going on in my life. And has there been chaos since then? Yep. Is there chaos now? Yep. My God. And you know, the whole idea of finding my voice, I'm glad you brought that up again, because I, that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, in a quick moment, 
of transparency. That's where I am right now. Just, you know, determine, you know, Lord, how is it that you're wanting for me to show up for you? You know, getting to, you know, just kind of stripping away um, all of the how to be's, you know, stripping away, you know, what I've been groomed to do, stripping Mm -hmm. away, you know, what I've just taken on, you know, because of, you know, because of my environment. You know, but getting um, getting real to the core, I um, I often um, joke with my husband um, sometimes because it's almost like, you know, you know how sometimes you just kind of take things because you have to mm-hmm. or you things because, you know, you want to defer for to someone else. You know, you want to make sure that someone else, you know, has um, what they want and it's almost like, you know, okay, I'll eat the, I'll eat the chicken leg because, you know, I want to be sure that, you know, that the, everybody else has the breast and the wing, you know, and their favorite part. And it's like, darn it, I'm going to eat the chicken breast. That's really what I want. <laughs> you, you know, absolutely. Kind of in, in, in that right smack dab in the middle of that space, you know, just really, um, honing in and saying, you know, okay, God, you, you have given me a voice, you know, but I've lost it along the way. Along the way. That's good. Yeah. It's like, you know, just, just going through the everyday, um, you know, being, um, you know, just, just, just showing up, but, um, somewhere, you know, Letitia is off sitting somewhere, (laughs) you know, (laughs) on on the side she knows that she has to be someplace but you know she she she's lost her voice right now you know and god is just you know just i'm 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 showing up to go through the process of you know this is who you are this is who i've designed you to be this is how i want for you um to show up for things so i thank you for that because you know any any woman that I've been able to talk to um you know for this podcast and even you know just in general you know it provides inspiration to me mm-hmm. that okay you know I can I can I can find I can't I will my voice will be found right <laughs> you know? right I, I will you know recover um from this I will recover from you know, just that whole, you know, just, just kind of what we go through to get along and get through, Mm -hmm. you know, with life, you know, the, you know, pleasing others, making sure, you know, that others are, um, you know, and, um, I already, I already kind of have a predisposition for, you know, Ooh, I just don't know if I've got, you know, if I've got it, they seem to have a little bit more and it's like, you know, no, also being a caregiver, you know, I've, I've, I've been um, just kind of in a mode where, you know, I want to make sure that everyone else is okay. You know, husband's doing well now. You know, my son is 16. It's like, okay, yeah, I need to go find Letitia. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? I'm glad you said all of that because th- that's exactly what we do as women. We put everything and everybody before mm-hmm. us. And then we wake up one day and look in the mirror and go, who who is, who are you? Right. And I think it happens multiple times in our life. Yes. Right. Multiple times in our life. I know 
after my divorce, I looked in the mirror and went, I don't even know who you are. Right. And so you go on that journey and then you look again. And then as a career woman, I'm going, yeah, I don't I don't think this works for me anymore. And so I think we continue to evolve. And you're right. We put everybody before us the husband, the kids, the job, the whatever it is. And I like the example of the chicken. Well, I'm just going to have the chicken legs so they can have. When What I really want is that nice crispy breast. Yeah. Well, why can't I have that? Why can't I say no? Right. right? One of the things right. I'm learning, Letitia, is to say no. Right. And, not, and not say, sorry, I can't. Right. Because that's what we do. We'll go, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have to put any pre-qualifications on it. No, I can't do that. And one of the things I learned just recently, and I'm going to be straight transparent here, right? I told somebody no, and I wasn't ready for the backlash that I got from no and all of the stuff they said. And I said to them, you know what? If my saying no means that I find out who you are for real and how you really feel, then I can deal with that. I'm not going to tell you that it didn't break my heart because it did. Yeah. Right. But I realized, you know what? My no saved me. Mm -hmm. Right. My heart might be broken because the relationship, I love the person. But no kept my mind intact. No kept me from being stressed out. No kept me from trying to figure, causing their problem to be mine. Man. Listen, no. Somebody said recently, no is a complete sentence. Yes. And I said, honey, listen. But be ready for the backlash because we always take on more and more and more and we don't have enough room on the plate for us until you when you say no, be ready for the backlash that comes with that. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. You you have spoken to a couple of things that that um, that I'm working through now, because by the time this podcast airs, um, I will have released one um, that I call reclaiming agency and just, you know, and, and just just that whole thought of, you know what? you know, this, this is, this is who I am and where I'm coming from. And like you said, and when you make, when, when we um, have to, you know, just really stand, you know, you're absolutely right. The backlash is there. Mm -hmm. Backlash. (laughs) Backlash. Um, And, you know, and, and we cannot, you know, stand even through that, except we have the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, except we have the Lord, but uh, gosh, you've just you just said a mouthful. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, the backlash. You know, when we finally are able to say, you know what? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the complete sentence. No. <laughs> no, no. And so, what it is is finding our voice. Yes, right. I'm working on a um, uh, a devotional around finding your voice. Yeah. And one of the, I, I like words. So I looked up the word voice. And one of the things that stood out to me so clearly was voice is vibrato. 
And I'm mm. like, okay, I'm finding the sound of my own bravado. Yes. Yes. Look at that. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll be looking forward to, to when it releases. <laughs> I will definitely be looking forward to it when it releases. Well, the Lord is saying a lot to us, and I thank you for sharing it with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Just a portion of that. I um, love the way we, even in the consultation, the, the way that God connected us, and I'm so happy about that. Likewise, likewise. I appreciate it. I appreciate it and love it so much. I, I really do. You know, because God, he is, he really is. He's still speaking today. He's still mm-hmm. speaking to his people. And he's He's still speaking, you know, to, to his creation. You know, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world that dwell therein. You know, so it certainly is a good thing when we were, when we are able, you know, to be willing to call on his name, you know, so that we may be saved and, and to, and to just, and learn from him, grow, you know, become rooted um, in him, in Mm -hmm. the of everything. So this has been a refreshing conversation, Heidi. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. So for, um, can I rest a while? And for soulful, soulful affirmations, um, readers can find that on Amazon. Is that right? You can get them on Amazon, but if you want, um, if you want signed copies, the link for, I, uh, for can I rest a while is B I T dot L Y forward slash I am Heidi dash. Can I rest a while? Okay. And Um, then for soulful affirmations, it's B I T dot L Y forward slash soulful dash affirmations. If you, if you order from those links, I will get the, uh, the order and then I will put signed copies in the mail. Fantastic. Well, what I will do is have those links in the show notes for the podcast. And um, when I share the podcast, I'll certainly be able to um, have those links available so that our listeners um, can access them directly and, um, and get a signed copy. Yes. I thank you so much for offering that. Well, is there anything else that you would like for to um, to share or like for us to know about what you're up to and um, just to close this out? So what I'm up to now, I have a project that I'm working on where I've gotten a, a, a group of women together to create an anthology. And it talks about something that we kind of touched on about dealing with racism, bias, and and things like that in the workplace or even in the community. And so that project just got underway um, and I'm excited about it. It probably won't be out until the fall, but that's what I'm I'm working on and that devotional around um, finding your voice. Fantastic. Fantastic. And of course you can find me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Facebook Live for the power of intentional prayer. Thank you. And that is 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
Well, Heidi, this has been a joy. This has been thank a you. joy. It has been a rich joy. And um, I thank you for your friendship, for your sisterhood, yes. for um, just this connection. And thank you for sharing um, what the Lord is doing and saying with our rooted and floor, rooted and overflowing listeners today. And I don't want for this to be the last time uh, that you are no, in this. It so. will I am glad and I thank you again and I'm looking forward to the next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.